This is SG2 Perspectives, a conversation with SG2 experts and industry thought leaders about the biggest trends in healthcare and what we expect that's going to mean for the future of healthcare delivery. How do you think as a system of your service mix to drive growth versus your patient mix and your consumer mix? That is something that is truly causing multiple different stakeholders inside a system to say, maybe we shouldn't be working in silos as much as we did in the past. Maybe we should come together. There's definitely groups that will benefit in terms of the collaboration. Welcome to SG2 Perspectives. I'm your host, Tori Ritchie. Health systems are trying to balance growth with massive operational and resulting financial challenges. And our message to members has been to focus on growth in the near term within your existing footprint. And you do that by building a more deliberate funnel of the right patients for your health system. I asked two of our experts, Charlotte Brown-Zalewa and John Barlow from our consumer innovation team to join us today to talk through how health systems are succeeding in this new growth mindset. Charlotte, are health systems getting more serious about consumerism and really leaning in? Yeah, Tori, and the short answer to that question is yes. We've received a significant amount of interest from our health system members and clients around truly re-envisioning their consumer strategy. They're really daring to think differently by embracing growth in the ambulatory space because they know these are consumer-desired avenues to really get into their system of care. And it's something that we've been talking about here at SG2 for some time now. Our members are also interested in really learning more about how we're defining consumerism and customer strategy, knowing that their strategic performance, in essence, rests with their ability to really step up and meet that ever-growing expectation of the end user is really top of mind for a lot of members. And the customer of today and tomorrow has inherently changed through the pandemic. Our customers are more informed, they're more equipped, they're actively asserting ownership over all of their purchasing. And so healthcare or otherwise, going to the grocery or buying a needed pair of running shoes for health management or recreational purposes. They have expectations around being viewed as a unique individual. So our members are really trying to wrap their minds and their strategies around being able to more purposefully and more readily meet this end user and their desired expectations. That's great. Thank you, Charlotte. John, anything to add to Charlotte's comments? That's a great opening. One of the interesting things that I've heard in a lot of my conversations is this concept where other industries, other business verticals have really focused on the concept of revenue growth management. That is something new to the health system space. Revenue cycle management, that completely different subject matter and topic, that is way more familiar providers than thinking through revenue growth management, especially in the near term, in the next six to 18 months. When you start to look at it in that lens, a lot of larger macro trends of consumerism is starting to pull through into the health system space based off of new people coming into experience roles, operating roles in the health system space that may never have been in that type of role inside that vertical before. How are you telling organizations to approach near-term versus long-term consumer strategies differently? Is there a difference in how they should be thinking about those two? It's a two-pronged approach, and the near-term strategy is absolutely critical to address now, just given the financial environment we're all living in. And a lot of the stuff that we hear from members is, I need to find near-term revenue. Sometimes I have challenges with volume, but other times, I don't know where to turn because historically, when you think about the way we've thought about 
new patient acquisition, patient utilization of the system of care, there hasn't been as much of a need to really focus in on the searching and actively engaged consumer. COVID definitely fast-forwarded, amplified the need to start everyone thinking about patients as consumers, how they are interacting in the marketplace, and how do you put together really a strategic playbook to drive near-term revenue growth, both from an offensive perspective, so how do you go out and connect and engage and basically pull them into your system, and then from a defensive perspective, how do you retain, prevent patient churn, all of the things that traditionally, when you think of consumerism and healthcare, that patient experience, that consumer experience, and really keeping them in your system. Yeah, and Tori, John's right on point. Health systems really need that staying power, improving their ability to grow, being more efficient, continually accepting the business because today and tomorrow's consumers and patient customers are driving that. The ability to continually accept that business is going to require them to be even more nimble, which means they have to keep that short-term growth strategy top of mind in order to be able to continually accommodate the business. I think that that makes a ton of sense. And just thinking about the landscape that our hospitals are facing today, taking that offensive approach to making sure that they're building that portfolio of business in a way that makes sense for the business makes a lot of sense. I'm curious then, what are some of the questions that the smartest health systems are asking themselves about their consumers today? When you look at the more nimble systems out there really trying to put forth consumerism. You think about what are the different levers that a system can employ to really impact and transform that relationship. So not patient relationship, really the consumer relationship, bringing it up a level because you're only a patient a certain portion of your life. So when you think of the patient journey, it's a subsegment of the larger consumer journey. But when you think about what are the levers that impact those relationships, that consumer relationship. You have to think at a system level of we can focus on either a broad approach across five areas, your care model as a provider, operational delivery, your marketing and communications and content, your implemented digital technology, the digital front door applications, apps, all of those type of things. And then also really around pricing and cost. The more nimble systems have already looked at those five areas and identified what or where they need to tackle first and prioritize their efforts. The ones that are more reactionary is just every transformation that any business goes through, the first starting point is always around technology. So digital transformation is always what leads. It doesn't matter if it's the health system space or banking financial industry, every industry that had to transform how they do business today started with technology because that's the most visible and pliable way to manipulate some transformational levers. What I'm hearing from those examples, John, is organizations are actually executing on this. This isn't just a theoretical exercise of, oh, wouldn't it be great if we pursue these new consumer-driven strategies? People are actually taking the bull by the horns and catalyzing the way that they're approaching patients. Definitely. They have to. One, the pandemic forced a reevaluation of their business model. Two, you have traditional competition, so other systems in your market that are trying to lean in and be more agile and more nimble. But you also have those new disruptors, private equity and VC-backed 
specialty clinics. I know big tech always gets way more press than they should at this point, but big tech, whether it be Amazon or whoever, leaning in and disrupting and cherry picking the most profitable procedures and specialties that are in a full system of care. It puts a provider in a defensive mode that my mission, and it's the right mission to have, is to service everyone in my community of all of their medical needs. But it's an uneven playing field when you have technology disruptors, your larger payer slash now payer provider type of disruptors, cherry picking the sexy parts, the high revenue driving parts. That's challenging. And that's why everyone is getting out of the, hey, we should really focus on consumerism and healthcare that has been happening for the last 15 to 20 years in every conference I've ever been to. It's always the next big thing. It's This is what's going to happen. Market forces, new disruptors, existing competition that is slightly ahead of the existing providers have forced providers to say, it's time to start putting our money where our mouth is and starting to put some real focus behind consumerism as a growth strategy that not only can grow the system, but also can create a sustainability that everybody is searching for in this economic climate systems to that point are really challenging themselves right now with thinking about how can we be better informed about that purchasing customer, their behaviors in our market, what gets them excited about their health options, taking that other high performing industry view and really applying it to healthcare, which seems internally own a core component of that growth generating engine, specifically the ones that can impact short-term growth and drive it internally in their markets. And they're really looking for action-oriented strategies beyond the tried and true patient satisfaction scores or mechanisms that often present delays with that ability to act in real time for the end user. Is this only happening with strategy teams or other teams across organizations focused on these consumer-driven initiatives? It's not just happening with strategy teams. It's happening with marketing teams, with business development teams, operational teams, even care teams. It's the start of a larger transformation that was disguised as digital transformation and digital front door. It's consumer-driven and consumer-driven loyalty. How do you go from what we know the world today, how do you go from transactions to long-lasting relationships How do you think as a system of your service mix to drive growth versus your patient mix and your consumer mix? That is something that is truly causing multiple different stakeholders inside a system to say, maybe we shouldn't be working in silos as much as we did in the past. Maybe we should come together. There's definitely groups that will benefit in terms of the collaboration And the amplification of forward progress is definitely happening when we see those systems that have that cross-team, cross-department collaboration and functionality to solve not only the short-term revenue challenges that everyone's trying to figure out today, but the longer term of how do we create more loyalty-driven growth strategies across the strategy groups, across the marketing teams, across the physician liaison teams, across the ambulatory and the operational teams? How do we all work in concert to actually have people want to stay a patient? And the key is they can't go at it alone internally. There are core synergies among the teams and they must operate exceptionally well together. That extends beyond the strategy team 
to your business development teams, to your chief customer experience teams, to your chief financial officers, your chief operating officers, and to those core growth driving teams in your business development teams and your marketing communications teams, because they are really those extensions who are foundational to partnering with not only the right internal teams, but also having that impact on the external customer and the user of the health system to develop those right relationships, hold the critical business conversations, and then really understand the needs of even your internal clinical partners to drive and nurture and foster the relationships for that long-term retention capability. Charlotte, you just hit on something there. This cross-team work requires buy-in from all areas of leadership within the organization. And as you're listing out the different types of initiatives and cross-team functions that need to take place, it really is an operational overhaul. Are CFOs on board with this? The financial picture is bleak for hospitals. And in order to change the way that care is being delivered, that's going to require significant investment. Where do CFOs tend to stand in these discussions? They're definitely interested, which is a good thing. They're leaning in with their business leaders and their partners. And they're also looking to us for new metrics and new ways of gauging financial return for longer term sustainability and transformation. But it definitely underscores your point about the essential cross-team collaboration that needs to happen so that everybody's an actively involved participant in that total business operation and transformation toward long-term sustainability. The forward-thinking systems, most of those CFOs have already established growth councils or growth SWAT teams or whatever the terminology it is for a cross-functional group of stakeholders across the organization to focus in on driving near-term growth. And then also thinking through how do you take that near-term growth and make it, one, sustainable, but also as you're making it sustainable for mid and long term growth, seeing where you need to start to transform your business. Because if you keep operating like you have been operating, it's going to be a very challenging future look at your overall operations. I have to imagine that some of these prioritization exercises are quite daunting because you can't bite off 12 different initiatives and label them all as top priority and and do them all and do them well. So do you have a framework by which organizations can work through the prioritization of this work? Or rather, are there key areas that are top of mind for that high ROI in this space? Let's talk about it in two perspectives. One is near-term growth opportunities. And then the second perspective is longer-term relationship development, loyalty-driven strategies that promote growth, not by finding new patient after new patient after new patient, but really cultivating and retaining those relationships over the long haul. So in the first section, do you think about how you drive near-term growth now? There are a number of different strategies you can employ and you can prioritize. And it all starts like most things with data. What is your understanding of the opportunity in your market and your service area? What is your understanding of your service line opportunity and the ability to drive volume into those different service lines? Do you even have the capacity to do that? And this is not any different than the way we look at different engagements we've worked with members before around system of care transformation, better physician alignment. The difference is we're adding to those type of consulting engagements and those type of engagements where we work through very large and complex problems, something that hasn't traditionally been as part of the equation. And that's thinking of the patient as a consumer and they have choices. And just because 
get these patients or a certain percentage of these patients year after year for certain conditions, that doesn't mean that's going to continue in the future. So you have to start thinking of them as more decision-making, discerning consumers, evaluating your services and deciding between you and another health system or even potentially one of those disruptors. So prioritize three really main areas. First, do you have the capacity at your intake points of your system of care to handle more volume? Because if you don't, that's going to be a problem to begin with. If you drive more volume and they can't be seen for six weeks, eight weeks, nine weeks, huge dissatisfier around consumerism. If you have the ability to create that capacity or uncover latent capacity in your existing intake channels, do you now have the right tools, procedures, workflows in place to reach out and efficiently and effectively connect with consumers searching for healthcare? One, identify them, two, educate and then qualify and convert them into your system of care at the most efficient spend possible when you're thinking about, typically those are traditional digital marketing and direct marketing efforts. And then the last piece is, if you can drive more volume in from terms of new patients and convert more new patients, you better work on your leakage problem. If you have a high amount of leakage coming from primary care or a different intake point of your system of care into a specialty, you're leaking out way too much. doesn't matter how efficient you are at filling the top of the funnel with new prospective patients. You're basically creating additional work and headache and pain because you're leaking out too many that you can't overcome that by just filling the funnel with more new patients. Tori, we've heard from a member in the Midwest who is adopting a customer for life strategic focus, which I simply love and that it places that purchasing consumer front and center of the entire investment equation that really helps to not only put that consumer front and center, but then tailoring your business strategies that are priority within your system and pairing that with how you understand your consumers' behavioral patterns and purchasing patterns out in the world so that you can better meet them on their terms to drive business through the right entry channels within your system of care using a number of those strategies, your direct-to-consumer marketing strategies to meet them or your business development strategies by better understanding your clinicians and what type of needs they have for their customers, their patient customers. That customer for life strategy is so interesting and I cannot wait to learn more about some of the outcomes that come from this implementation. And I'm curious, what are some final thoughts you want to leave with the group? John, I'll go to you first. There's two areas in which we're really heads down and focused. It's around developing a playbook for near-term revenue growth. How do you, in the next six to 18 months, develop a revenue growth management strategy that makes sense and is easy to implement and that will show you results quickly? We don't have the luxury of two years, three years, four years to have a growth plan fully bake out the viability of the strategies developed within that growth plan. So I would say that's the first area, looking through of how can we drive near-term revenue growth now? and build out a strategic playbook that is easy for systems to implement and execute on and show positive results quickly. The second piece is the longer tail transformation of thinking more of an outside-in 
approach versus inside out. Typically, when you think about traditional strategic growth strategies, it's coming from the inside out perspective of what do we need to do around our service offerings, around our facilities, around our alignment of physicians, our service lines, what is our service mix? What are we offering? Where is the consumer in that? They're typically not thought of. We need to start bringing them into the exact same conversations, starting to give them an equal seat at the table to understand that if your process of engaging patients is transactional at this point, you are creating a law of diminishing returns because you're never going to be able to keep refilling top of the funnel with those new patients. You think of today trying to get a market share. And when you look at your system's different market shares, I have a 35% market share. Well, what does that truly mean? Does that mean that 35% of 100% in the market utilizes 100% of your services you offer? Or does it mean the alternate? It's too kludgy of a metric that needs to be dissected. So when you think about how do you not only capture and acquire that patient, but retain them and prevent them from churning out and keep them in and utilizing your services cross service lines, cross different sites of care. That's where we need to get to. We need to start thinking less of what's my return of investment on acquiring this new patient or retaining this new patient and think about of all the dollars, so what we call share of wallet, uh, all of the dollars that a patient has the ability to spend and basically earmark to a certain provider, how much are you capturing and retaining those year after year? And that's the metric I truly think that not only gives a greater indication of loyalty and ongoing consumer slash patient loyalty, but also the overall lifetime value of that patient and potentially their household in which their opinion of where they seek care and where they see care is strongly held. And really our health systems stepping up to the plate to transform their front door and their consumer experience to really create that more seamless path. And beyond that, our leading health systems, the strategy leaders are truly leaning in with key growth teams internally, meaning they're partnering with their marketing communications team members, they're partnering with their business development team members, they're partnering with their operations team members who are core to really developing and organizing consumer insight strategies and go to market growth execution. That's key in that it really gets everyone rowing in the right direction for that intended change and ultimately leads to faster results with that intentional short-term growth strategy. Gone are the days of set it and forget it. And teams really do have to exhibit that nimbleness through that individualized connection with the consumer and a very pinpointed and thorough physician relationship management strategy that is ultimately going to drive the retention and the sustainability that our health systems need. Charlotte, John, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been such a fun conversation. And for those listening in, be sure to tune in to an SG2 webinar on advancing customer strategy to hear more from this group on May 10th. You can sign up on SG2's website at sg2.com. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us and or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at SG2Healthcare. And if you want to talk more about innovative healthcare strategies, you can always email me at sg2perspectives at sg2.com. Finally, SG2 is a Vizient company, and there are a bunch of Vizient podcasts that you might like. You can find them at Vizient backslash podcasts. Have a great day.